back again. It's Pips and J-Dog. Welcome each and every single one of you to the weekly podcast that you love. It's Lace Out. And I'll tell you what, we say this every week that this is simply the greatest game on earth. AFL football. We love it. Love it more than anything. But after the results, good and bad, depending on which side your team was on the ledger, it's just when you think the game could not get more and more exciting, it just blows your mind what can happen. We're going to discuss everything. But before we get into it, for the listeners who are joining us for the first time, I'm Chris Pepper, uh, host of the Lace Out podcast, 377 game legend of the East Killer Football Club. And being with me is my co-host with the most, uh, Jamie Wallace. He's the J-Dog, but we love him. We know him as the guy with the receding hairline, and that's what we love to see. And for everybody who's been with us week after week, month after month, year after year, welcome another back for another massive episode of Lace Out Football. But before we get into all the news and reviews and everything that's gone on, J-Dog, it's been a massive week for your team and a massive week for football across the board. It has certainly been one of the weeks where upsets galore, as you said, Peps, and um, we've got a bit of retro football in there. We've had a smashing. We've had uh, teams that don't deserve the praise they're getting right now, which we'll get into all in today's show, Peps, but... What a long weekend. I cannot believe the football started back at Thursday last week and went right through until Monday. I love it. I love it. Love it. Football. I just love it. I love the way football is these days. It's amazing. I'm just loving the way that the games, they're not compacted on each other. They've all got their time to breathe. Plenty of talking points to come out of the weekend. So much to discuss because – I don't know what's going on, but football, one small, once again, if I had, I just had my beautiful cup of tea in my uh, lace-out mug, which you can pick up from our merchandise store, check the show notes, but I need a lace-out bowl to eat my humble pie because a number of weeks ago, I absolutely slammed the whole stand rule and that has made the biggest difference across the AFL. How good is it to see football, the ball actually moving, Backman not being able to set up, down, back and get their zones ready? Fast, flowing, free football is destroying teams at the moment. And if you are a fast footballer, you have got a massive future. And if you're an athlete, good luck champ, because you're going to have to have skills because you're going to have to kick it. Football is the winner. And if football's the winner, we're winners as well. Being, it's just, I love it. All right. So Peps, what's on today's show? What are we going to talk about today? Mate, we have got buckets to get around. I'm going to just start it off with something very, very simple. We're going to start around, um, normally we do this a little bit later in the show, but I reckon we do this right away because there's so much to talk about. I think it's time to spin the magnet straight away. I reckon it's time to get in there, have a bit of a look, see what's going on, see um, who's going to be getting the three votes this weekend and who's getting dragged. So where do you want to start, my friend? Where would you like to begin? Are we giving the votes or are we getting dragged? Is it going to be Juddy or is it going to be Barass? Is Healy on? Allingworth, what, what's it going to be? Oh, I really wish you did this like 10 minutes later. But right. but in the spirit of adaptability of many teams that have had to be adaptable this 2021 season, I'm happy to go with 3-2-1. Yeah, okay, but which one? Are we, are we starting with the votes or we get – oh, the votes. All right, we'll start with the votes then. <laughs> Three votes. 
All right, mate. Do you want me to go first? Please. Please All do. Right, I'll go first. I will go first. All right. First and foremost. It's as simple as this. Friday night, at one stage, I had to turn the game off because it was just boring me to death. And I thought, you know what? With 10 minutes to go in the game, I'll throw it back on, see what happens. My goodness gracious. The Brisbane Lions set up my magnificent weekend Zach Bailey, you are a star. That kick after the siren to put the pies out of their misery was mwah, beautiful. He went back, sat back 50 metres out, ran in, and then boom, shakalaka, through the big sticks, smiles all around. Did you just love the way that he just he just did the walk-off? It was like the UFC with a heavyweight knockout, just the walk-off. It was sailing through and you could just see this beautiful smiles come across everybody who didn't barry for Collingwood that night. So, Zach Bailey, you are a star. It was the 53rd game in VFL slash AFL history where a game has been decided after the siren. So, you have put yourself in uh, football folklore, my friends. So, congratulations. Two votes. This is getting a bit personal, but I'm giving this one to – Somebody, funny enough, I'd never be able to say this over the last 10 years, is actually making people want to watch Melbourne. Cozzy Pickett has just done it again. Four goals on the weekend. His second was an absolute steal, tap, slide, swing, snap on the right. And he's just making football exciting. He's He runs through the middle. He just sets four lines. If you're a backman and you can hear the little Cozzy Mozzy coming at you, you're in trouble because he is – lighting it up and uh, goodness gracious, Melbourne signed him up to a buddy-like contract. Nine years, $150 a week. Uh, I reckon he'd take it because he please, is- Please do that. Please I do that. I recommend it because I reckon the next- <laughs> They always go historically bad, these things. They always get- Yeah, the, the, those nine-year, those nine $150, a de- $150 a year deals can absolutely fall over. But the one that I went to, this is the game I went to on Saturday, took my daughter, Maya. We went to watch the footy. It was actually really nice to go and watch a game as a neutral supporter and to see how the Swans decimated, tore apart Richmond on the weekend was an awesome sight to see. They just sliced up. Richmond looked like witches hats at one stage. Just the ease that Swans were getting goals. Richmond struggled for theirs, and the Swans were just bringing it forward. Papley, my goodness, did he set it up. But they've got kids. They've got kids no one's ever heard about, except for the people on the Bloods podcast I spoke to earlier. Yeah, True Bloods, if you haven't heard about their Sydney preview, they picked all these kids. Warner, Goulding, um, the big fella, I've lost his name right now. Oh, you know, the one that uh, North should have picked up, but they didn't. The number six, how can I forget the number six? They're just amazing at what they did, and they just – smashed them. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more because they were they were awe-inspiring. It actually let me start to think, have Richmond really got much much left in the tank? Are they really that hungry? Because, geez, they were starving on the weekend. So there's my three votes for this week. Who are you giving your uh, – who am I giving your – Three votes. Three votes to see Judd too. Uh, okay, I'm going to one, two, three. Yep, go one, okay. two, three. No, yeah, one, two, three, yep. Right. I am – I'm, I've split my votes here because I've gone for a theme, but then I'm going to change the theme at number three. Is that okay with you, Peps? You can do whatever you want, mate. They're your votes. All right. Number one, Western Bulldogs. I thought that that was an incredible performance, record-breaking performance for that club. 
And I think it just solidifies why crowds, although not coming to the football, are excited by this year. 167 points. 25 goals in an AFL game against another AFL. I used brackets. Team. AFL, <laughs> AFL team. Um, essentially banged on 100 points after halftime. Unbelievable. So, Western Bulldogs, you get my number one vote for that effort because I oh, thought that was how good amazing. Was how good was it? Number two, controversial because mm. I rarely give these people ever a vote because I can't stand them. But Essendon get my number oh, two oh, vote. How good was that? Same theme, 22 goals, 143-11 against the Sainters. Now, it was good to see the return of the package. Sender returned. He was definitely back on and, uh, yeah, that was electrifying. And Essendon just looked like a different team from the two other teams that turned up the other weeks previous. They looked fast. They looked dynamic. They had speed. I don't know if we're going to talk about St. Kilda in today's podcast, Peps, but they oh, look everything but that. So, Essendon, oh, they, yeah, I, I, 143. Amazing. Blew me away. Blew me away. Yeah. Didn't see it coming off a score that high, uh, considering the last two weeks. My number three, Peps, and it's not, it's not one that you might have seen, and it's not one that you um, – well, it's, it's my turn to eat a bit of humble pie um, because Nick Natanui put on a ruck masterclass against our boys at Port in Port Adelaide. Wherever he wanted it, it went. Wherever his midfielders were going to be in half a second, it went. He literally was the difference in our game. Not only did West Coast completely dominate the play, but it all started from him and his ruck work all over the ground. And I know that I said the week before, and it's always one of those touching, you know, tempting fate, where I said I don't, I don't fully get the knickknack thing. On the weekend, um, it was just looked like he was in a training drill and some of those some of those um, center clearances. It was amazing. So knickknack gets my number three, and I'm going to split this one with Luke Shuey hacking the ball out from the center square, kicking it on a volley, and Flying Ryan, Liam Ryan, oh, taking the mark inside oh. the 50 to kick one of the five goals that West Coast kicked in about two minutes. I'll tell you what, one of the guys who's on the on the, the podcast right now, he's, he's listening live, uh, Louis Carranza, absolute superstar. Now, there was a guy who could take a hanger. Uh, he was an absolute – he could fly, my friend. He could fly higher than most people. He was an absolute star, but – no one got as high as him. It was like watching the Wiz. <laughs> and it's, it's like, Modra, Farmer, Royan. He's got the name that, that has Specky written all over it. It was absolutely awesome to see. So, look, you know, that's great. They get the three votes. But there are, unfortunately, every single week, somebody has to, has to get dragged. Somebody has to get dragged. And um, we're about to get into that in a moment. Getting that at the moment because it's as simply this when it comes to uh Bloody Gotta love a bit of Allingworth on. Alrighty, I'm gonna start this one off. Alright, not sure. in any particular order. Here's my three. Simple. Whoever came up with the concept of footy tipping, why? 
because it's weekends like the last one that make me realize that it is a total waste of time. I don't know much about football as it is. Uh, and then I actually tell people what I reckon is going to win. I'm just going to pick the complete opposite. I think I've got three for the weekend. You're going you to go three as well? I've got, th- I got three. <laughs> now, what makes it even worse is that my five-year-old nephew got six. <laughs> I got no idea how he does it. He gets it consistently. So if the football tipping is a farce at the moment. Just don't pick anybody because after last week, it's a shame. Second one, you've already mentioned him, St Kilda. My goodness. What's up with your mob? You know, you go into the season as absolute favourites to make top four, and what you showed in the last couple of weeks, you had Melbourne on toast and you let that one go, and then what you served up on the weekend to, to, to Essendon, which I'm going to get into. I'm going to get into the Saints game because some some big, big stats to come out of that one, which will just, you know, rock your socks. They were they were putrid. What, mm. they, were, they were putrid. Yeah. They were red, white, and black witches' hats. I loved um, – did you watch the couch last night? Uh, no, but I was definitely laying on it. Okay. Well, Nick Rewalt basically just teed off and it was amazing to see. Uh, an ex-club champion, club legend. I don't know what the right word is to describe Nick Rewalt to that club. But anyway, he teed off with just stats that are that – are, that are record setting in the wrong ways almost. But, you know, and I think that's the good thing about any particular – commentator especially from when they're, when they're looking at their own club they need to be they need to be non-biased and they need to give them a slap when they deserve it and they need to give them a, a high five as well too and i think Rui doesn't have that there are some out there that are so biased it's absolutely ridiculous just listen to any perth or south australian broadcast there you'll get it but he, he gave them a whack and they not, deserved it not, they not deserved warren, it. Treadway. oh not not treaders no not warren no not um, the goss what about the goss over in perth no, the Gossage. <laughs> Jim Gossage to Sausage. Yeah. Oh, he's a shock. Or I mean, not Rewalt, or Rashudo. Oh, Rashudo, oh, they're just they're shocking all around. All right, and my last one, this yeah, is what I saw on the right weekend. Here. My last one is simply this. Richmond supporters, now you know what it's like to walk out of a game at three-quarter time. Us Melbourne supporters have been doing it for the last 50-odd years. You did it once. You've had three flags in four years, yet you wanted to eat your players alive on the weekend. Grow up. You lost a game. You were outplayed. The umpires did not lose the game. Your mob did. Okay. The punt are in full swing. Oh, my goodness. Literally, I had to check to see if I was at a Melbourne game with the amount of people who were leaving at three-quarter time and did not come back from the bar. <laughs> it was – Mayor asked me, Daddy, where are they going? I said, they're going home, hun. And they, but she said, it's not a Melbourne game. I said, I know other clubs <laughs> do it as well. They were, they were woeful. They, they were woeful. So Richmond supporters, pull your finger out. Yes, you've had some success, but when you have a bad one, suck it up as well. Well, you got to be a bit kinder to Richmond people, Peps. Why is that? Because Melbourne people don't even turn up to games anymore. What was your first round game? 9,000? 24? 9? 11? 8,000? Shut up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't see us. Maybe you're all just cardboard cutouts like the NRL used to do. Oh, don't worry about me. That or your, I don't know how many supporters you had. They were hiding under the tarp so you could oh, play your players this week. Yeah, the tarps are back. The tarps are back. <laughs> South Australian supporters, do you love the tarps? The tarps should come back. You should bring – you know, you want the prison bar jumper back. There should be a demand that you can only bring the prison bar jumper back if the tarps come back as well. Hang on. There was – I watched something on the other day and the tarps were out for that game. We were, we're actually ahead of the game. 
Port were ahead, Peps. Yes. Whatever. We saw it coming. We saw it coming. So we got Tarps. Jamie, Jamie. Tarps custom built. Jamie, Jamie. Healy off. Who's your 3 2 1? Come on. Bloody weakest. We've got a lot to get through. All right. All right. So, look, I know this is going to lead into our first topic of tonight, Peps. I said it once. I said it twice. I told you last week. You got angry at me last week. But North Melbourne do not deserve their Good Friday spot, Peps, because that was an absolute disgrace what they served up. You cannot get beaten by 100 points after halftime. That is what it was. I, I turned it on. I was up the I was at Yarrawonga. I was on the river, Peps. I turned it on at halftime. I'm like, oh, okay, I was in 25 should, points, 30 points. Well, no problem. You should have said you should stay there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and... um. End of the game, and I just I could not believe what my phone was telling me. I could, I, yeah, I had it was, to. I, it was I, brutal. I it was it. brutal. It was brutal. Um, that Peps, I'm going to say it now. North went too hard with their coal last season, and unfortunately, it's ham tied this this club moving forward now. Well, well, what do you reckon, listeners? Do you agree? Did they go too? Did they go too hard with their coal last year? Leave a message on the chat, put it on the Facebook page, let us know because, hey, I don't know, I, maybe it was warranted, but I think, they, I think they've done it right though. I, don't, I reckon they've done the right thing by culling all their players. They had to. You can't just keep finishing mid-table. You've, you've got to slice and build again. But mm-hmm. North, I think North aren't in the position, but we'll get to that in a moment. We will. Who's your we other will. two? Um. My other one goes to I'm gonna whack a cup I'm gonna whack my own whack my own tribe pips. Yep, go for it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna whack myself. Um that's the next forty minutes of this podcast. He's <laughs> gonna just whack yourself for the next forty minutes. Well Port Adelaide supporters, much in the same way of Richmond, grow up. It's a game. It's round three. You don't need to go sack Kenny. You don't need to start talking about ending careers of Hamish Hartlett and those types. It's not the umpire's fault. We were just clearly outplayed and it is what it is. Do not get upset at round three. Every club loses. It is part of football. It's part of sport. You just move on. If it's a if it's a theme, go crazy. But anyway, Kenny's around for three more years, so get get used to it. Just it's footy. You can't win them all. Nah, well, you cannot win them all. Well, you didn't. You didn't. Well, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. All right. And so final one. Perhaps you, you, you took a final one. <laughs> And your final one? Final one, Pips. GWS. Hey, they were outplayed. Close the door. Close the gate. Put it behind all those doors that Maxwell Smart walked through when he walked into um into into the spy division. That premiership window is a long, long way away now. It is they've lost too many. And you know what? It's, I really feel sorry for the Giants to a degree because they've just lost so many players through injury, through free agency. You know, if you get their list of who's left even probably in the last three years, yeah, you can't come back from that. It's just it's just way too hard. So, you know, they, they, they missed that flag a couple of years ago. AFL are probably biting themselves over that one. They really wish that they would have taken that one home. Where's the future going to be? Can know. we have a siren, Pep? So have we have a siren sound on our on our board or not? Um, I don't know, but maybe, maybe no. But maybe I could give you this one. We're finally getting through your three two one because you started uh, it about eighteen no. and a half minutes ago. Well, Peps, that's probably the inappropriate one because I was going. I want a siren. I don't have I'm a siren. It, I'm putting it on the record right now. 
Captain Obvious, but Coach yep. Watch, Coach yep. Watch, Leon Cameron for oh, this season. Goodness gracious. That 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 was that was the prediction at the start of the year that he was going to be the first one to go. Mm. All righty. Let's get into it. All right. Now we are going to talk about the one. Um there's look, there's lots of upsets. We're going to get into this one, but Jamie brought it up and First topic for the night is simply, should North keep Good Friday? Okay. We know what happened on Friday night. It was an absolute debacle. I don't think anyone saw that coming. 39 to 167. The Western Bulldogs win by 128 points. It was an absolute massacre. Big, juicy Brucey kicks 10. His first 10 for, for, for a, a long time. But it was, it was an absolute massacre. It was 42 to 14 when it comes to scoring shots. They had 31 more inside 50s. Like, that's just ridiculous. They only averaged, they only had 19 hitouts for the game. That's the thing that blew my mind is that they only had 19 hits. They ranked 17th in the league for hitouts. And so, yet they won the clearances by 13. Mm. Like, how, how, how does a team do that? It's as simple as this. They're midfield, they don't worry about their own Ruckman. They just roved everybody else. They roved to the opposition ruckman. And yeah. uh, that good as a midfield, they just work harder and they're first to get to the ball and then they dish it out. They kicked 25 goals for, on, on Friday. The oh. average for the year is 16.3. Yeah. So they've, they've added a, well, what's that, an extra 30%, 35 40% on what they normally do on the weekend. That was, that was brutal. Yeah, And you know what the best thing is? I'm going to talk about bags very, very shortly because I think there's nothing better when you're seeing a guy – because when they kick three or four, eh, big deal. But when they get to – you know, we talked about bags. Bags is, is more than fives because obviously if you can't hold it in your hand, being one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. you need another hand. Mm-hmm. I get that. We're going to get bags. Six plus is a bag. When you see them get to six, it's now I want the seventh. I want the eighth. And when, and when Brucey was climbing to get to that tenth – Oh, my goodness. If, if you're a football purist, you would have just absolutely loved it to see what yep. he did. And the smile on his face, because he has copped it. Since he's turned up at the Bulldogs, he hasn't been the player he was at St Kilda. Yet it was good to see him, because they're the days that they can share it around to, to see him absolutely dominate. Trelaw was magnificent out of the middle. That whole midfield, the, the, the back line had to go and do an extra session because they had to get the Ks into their legs because they know what they would normally do during a game. They didn't. You know when you watch Little League and the two little kids are in the goal square throwing, kicking dirt on each other? Yeah. yeah that's what the full back and the, and the back pocket for the doggies were doing on the weekend, hiding <laughs> behind goalposts to try and keep themselves occupied. But um, in relation to it, no. I think North Melbourne should keep Good Friday. They have to keep it. And here's why. The, out of, if you look at every other club that's there in the AFL, they have a marquee game. Every club has one except for North. North do you. not have one. They had Friday. You. No, don't start. They had Friday nights and that got they they pioneered Friday nights and that got taken yeah. off them. Yet you go check your history books, Jamie, if you can read. They pioneered Friday nights and they had that taken off them. Yeah, so they, 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 they didn't fight hard uh, enough for it. They also then wanted the good Friday game. They got that. And yeah, they haven't had some good results. But big deal. Here's an interesting one for you. So if we just took it a certain game, there's one game that gets played every single year. The first game of the year, Colling, uh, Carlton and Richmond. Okay. It's been going on for probably since I've got from 2011 was when I first started this sort of research. Outside of one year, Richmond have won the last six. 
And when you're looking at the margins, you're looking at around about anything from 25 plus, so four or five goals each one. There's been a couple of close ones, but especially in the last few years, it's been a blowout. But no one's saying get rid of Carlton. No one's been saying get rid of Carlton's game. I don't think Carlton should get the opening game of the year. What have they done to deserve it? They've done less, at least North have made finals since um, in, the, in the last oh, five, six years. Carlton haven't. Carlton have done well, nothing, yet they, well, they keep getting the first game of the year. All right. Well, they so, can't, but they can't take, they can't take Sunday Arvo because that's the Melbourne spot. Because <laughs> no one wants to go to a, a Melbourne game. Well, damn right they do. We do. Right, they don't. But, but I'm just saying that if you're going to take that off, you've got to get rid of them from all the teams. Essendon have done nothing for goodness knows how many years, haven't they? But they keep getting Anzac Day. Oh, because we started. Well, you know what? You can't have one rule. Melbourne was going to get Queen's birthday taken off them because of the results. Probably should but have. No, we fought, we fought our way back. All right? It's just, it's just a farce that every club gets to have these big games and North get absolutely shammed. And then you wonder why uh, they haven't got membership, why they're relying on the AFL, et cetera, and so forth too. Right? So just so leave them reckon, alone. Just leave reckon, them alone. You reckon the, the, the prime spot is Friday, just keep it with a team just, that doesn't showcase our game the best. You happy with that? Hold on a second. Carlton are the first game of the season. They haven't showcased anything for the last 10 years. Yeah, but prior to the 2011, I'm sure oh, they won a, a few games, but they were actually least, pretty good. Hey, no, no, but at least North have made finals since then. Carlton have done nothing. Hold on. Can you smell it? They're coming. They're coming. Can you smell what they're cooking? No. It, it's just, it's, it, just, it just gives me the – I'll say it. It gives me the shits when the minnow clubs get stepped on by the big clubs. And don't worry about Port Adelaide. You don't deserve you, anything. You've you, done nothing for the last X amount of years. You wanted to hang Hinkley anyway. So are just leave talk- North alone. Are you talking about? If when you, you agree with me, <laughs> write a write a comment. If you don't, write a comment. Let are you us saying know. that? Are you saying that a club that you back for, like Melbourne, just try to support Hawthorne through the merger? We try to step all over Hawthorns. Can you just be an adult for <laughs> once, mate? Can you just like keep to the topic? I'm just right. saying you Peps. brought it up. I'm just saying, Peps. You're talking about minnows and and your club and Melbourne helping out their clubs. Um, yeah. Hey, we don't have any AFL assistance. That's okay. All right. I'll just <laughs> leave them alone, mate. Leave them alone. Get so off your right? ivory tower. Ivory tower? I don't have an ivory tower. Oh, yeah, I'm a port supporter. Sorry. Sorry. You have an iron tower. Um, so you're- oh, The electric so, chair and the prison that you sit in your Port Adelaide wannabe. Sorry, mate. So I think it was just it was just a catastrophic night for North Melbourne. They didn't have it like- Defensively, tackle-wise, inside 50 tackles, it was 6-12. to 12. I mean, they were just outran, outplayed, weren't as hungry, and Western Royals just had an absolute... Be realistic, Jamie. Be realistic. You knew that they were going to be a bottom four team, and we knew the doggies were going to be like that. Every club's cop- copped a smashing. Richmond copped yes. one a few years ago, and next year they won a flag. Okay. Every yes. team's... You've copped them. Should we go back to teams coppering a hammering? On, on special days, a certain team hold the record for the biggest smashing on the biggest day. And who would that be, Jamie? Oh, that would be Port Adelaide. Oh, dear. Right, so don't, don't go talking about being embarrassed on the big stage, mate. You've got the biggest stage embarrassment ever. So you're talking – so you're, you're saying that 128, you saw that coming? Oh, I knew it would be, be a smacking, but not that. No, of course not. Okay. They only kicked right. – they only kicked um, – 16 after halftime. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's brutal. That's brutal. Okay. So you want to? You, will you let them keep it or not keep it? I'm. I'm probably not for it, to be completely honest. Not I'd for probably, good Friday football. No, I don't know. I'd rather see. I'd rather see. Like but who? Uh, who? I reckon Geelong or Hawthorne would be a good oh, Friday night. God's sake, Jamie, get off your freaking high horse. It's always a good game. It's always a good game. They've got Easter mm. Monday. Just leave it on Easter Monday. Bring this Easter Monday. You did. Anyway, well, fair enough because no one cares about Easter Monday. <laughs> we only care because the Hawthorne Geelong game's on. Well, anyway, that was a shame that Geelong got across the line too. They cheated again, but we'll leave that one alone. Okay, so um, let's talk about it. There was upsets all around this weekend, okay, and there's yeah. been plenty of comments coming through. I'm seeing some pretty stupid comments coming through. There's a guy named Liam Oakley who's who's on. He's talking about Essendon being flagged for the flag. Essendon. Okay, we'll talk more about them. Yes, they were impressive on the weekend. Uh, first time those words have been put together for quite a number of years. Um, can I just start with the Swans and Richmond game on the weekend? Sure. Like I said, there's plenty sure. of upsets. It was an absolute smash. I don't know if anyone watched this game, but they decim- they sliced. They cu- it was like the Iron Chef, Chen Kenichi, just working the um, the Szechuan beef, just his six, diff- six different dishes. He just sliced and diced, and they had, n- they had no idea what they were doing. Richmond looked amateur hour, big time. You know, they, the Swans beat the centre clearances by three. Um, they had 45 more marks. Their short kicking was like ping, ping, ping. They were just zoning and lasering in as it went through. 65 kicks more. That's how they got through the zone defence. They sliced it apart. Because the, the person on the mark can't move, the people down back didn't have enough chance to get in, and they just outplayed them. Yeah. Happily, my goodness. Like, it, you don't appreciate how good someone is until you watch them live. And we yep. were up the end when they kicked, I think it was eight in the quarter. It was electric what he was doing. He was playing on Baker. Baker had no idea what he was doing. He was just taking the absolute piss. They struggled to go forward. Um, they couldn't move the ball. And everything that they couldn't do, the Swans just ripped them apart. And they just yep. did it with ease. And their kids, my goodness, Warner in the middle, he was Florent down back. Um, Goulding didn't do much. Logan McDonald, why didn't you pick him up north? He could have had a full forward for the next 10 years. He's just, they were just, and then you've got people like Kennedy, uh, Heaney, Mills is just getting better. Um, Lloyd down back ramp. Oh, I could, I could go. Tom Hickey. I had a, I had a stiffy for the Hickey. <laughs> Like seriously, he was he was just taking them, and he's. It was just it was a performance that it was just beautiful to watch live, and it left me asking more questions about Richmond. They just didn't look interested. Dusty doesn't run two ways. If anyone says that Dusty's a two way runner, I didn't see it. They just looked slow. They lost the meatball early in the game with a hammy. Lost McIntosh to a concussion. Oh, that was and to that a hamstring. Was a big, yeah, that was a, that was a big hit too. So. I don't know if whether, you know, one thing they've always said over the Richmond the last few years is that they've had such a good injury run. Maybe starting to, you know, haunt them a little bit this week too. So Yeah, and we spoke not- about it last we spoke about it last week, Peps, about how we thought that the Sydney um medium forwards would probably 
that oh. could just rip through their back line. Um, and it's exactly what happened. They just like they're quick. They're quick. Yeah. Wicks, ten games, kick three oh. goals. You know, just it's they just, got another. They got another. Um, what's it called this week? Didn't they? Did they get another rising star this week. I would have suspected they would have. The, the Sydney Rising Stars. <laughs> three in a row. Oh, three in a row. Oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely brutal. And Buddy didn't play. No, he's coming back in for Essendon, so good luck. I oh, know, I can't wait. Look at Essendon. You reckon, you reckon Essendon are going, oh, we've got this one in the bag. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> last time that Sydney went, we've got this one in the bag against Essendon? Remember when Essendon were up by a good a good margin and then they decided to, uh, we'll leave, we're gonna, we've got this one, and then Gary, Gary Rowan won it literally oh, after the siren. Like, I hope yeah. that happens again. Yes, but the less we talk about Gary Rowan, the better Peps, our podcast yeah, that, is. Yeah, yes, 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 exactly right. We have no respect for Gary Rowan. Rightio, the Essendon game. I have to bring it up. Listen, Essendon supporters out there, I've given your club a fair whack over the years, and rightfully so. But I will say something. I'm a, I am a purist when it comes to the game, and you guys were fantastic on the weekend. Uh, you had 117 more disposals. You, um, you only had three inside 50s more. So it must have been the way you were working and, and running for each other to then be able to do what you did. You had more effective, um, more effective in terms of your overall disposal limits. You controlled entry. The stringer man was back. The uh, the lady hooker, of the night, hooker. the lady of the night, hooker. Yeah, he was sensational as well. Do you know who was also pretty good as well? I must admit, this guy. He just lit up those guys. Dreadlocks were just flowing. It was sensational to see. Um, some of the kids that they brought in, sensational. Um, Ridley, he is a gun. I'm telling yeah. you now. Jeez, uh, yeah. Absolutely exciting to watch. They yeah. were, but you know. What was what was more telling from the game? How bad Sydney? Oh, sorry, how bad St Kilda were, or how good Essendon were? Probably how disinterested St Kilda looked. But that's two weeks in a row they've done that. Yeah, I know. But I mean, they they, they had Melbourne on toast the week before. They kicked five yeah. in a row and they left them back in and and, and lost it. Yeah, and they've done the same thing this weekend. But mind you, they got off to a flying start. The Bombers. Well, Essendon basically kicked almost six goals every quarter. I think. Well, they they. 33 scoring shots to 23. Yeah. When you kick 22 yeah. 11, like that's that's big stuff. Big stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. 75 points. Essendon have been hear. able to kick 75 points full stop. And they've done that <laughs> over the weekend. So what's the biggest news story out of this, Peps? Is it is it is it Essendon or is it St. Kilda? Um I think the biggest I think the biggest story is St. Kilda. Look. Essendon have had one good week. Let's put let's put it let's let's put it a bit. They've had one good week. Okay, a season yeah. doesn't make a, a sorry, one game doesn't make a season. But the Saints, they were down on their clearances, down on their stoppage clearances. Their contested possessions were down. Um, they got less of the ball, yet they had twenty they had twenty two more tackles because they were chasing butt all day. Mm. And their defensive their defensive tackles their average is around about 30, 53 tackles a game. They had 32. Like they weren't even getting near it. Yeah. It was just – it was 
just a, a blowout. And for everything that they promised at the start of the season, to, to serve up that so early in the season, yeah. Brett Ratton must be going, what's going on? And, and uh, you know, when you're seeing St Kilda supporters cutting up their memberships, <laughs> and that happened, and, and we're talking members who have been around for 30-plus years, cutting up their memberships three games in, geez, they're starting to get down Carlton territory if you're smelling what they're cooking and all that jazz. Guess no easy. Well, Peps, they've got West Coast, Richmond, and Port Adelaide coming up next three weeks. So who they got? Who they West got? Coast, yep, Richmond, loss, and Port loss, Adelaide. Loss. So they could go one and five. One and five. Night. Good night. They need a kid. They need Justin Kaczynski back, I think. <laughs> Zach Dawson. Zach Dawson could jump into their back. Hey, Buzz is online. Good old Buzz. How did we go in our tats ticket last week? If everybody doesn't know, Buzz is a, a loyal listener, jumps online. Bet me a bit. I had a bit of a wager of a tats ticket. Uh, he showed me the ticket, so I'm just hopefully going to get a result in how we went. So stay tuned. Um, um, and unfortunately, thank you as well. It does get any easier because uh, Gresham and Jones, and Gresham's a long termer as well. Yeah, and Achilles, no good. Huh? Buzz has come back saying that you did. Yes, you did beat Richmond and Port last year. Exactly right. But we're talking about this year. You watch the replay of that game because you might want to, because I don't think you're going to be getting close over the next couple, Buzz. But just, just hey, look, you proved me wrong, but. You, you, you're missing Marshall, Ryder, Crouch. There's a there's three there that you need back ASAP, my friend, ASAP. Hey, before we keep talking about the um, the upsets, can I just throw this one at you? Sure. Bags, bags, bags. There's lots of bags, goals. Bags, bags, bags. How <laughs> good is it when forwards kick goals and bags, bags, bags. Jossie Bruce kicks 10. Yes. Harry Mackay kicks 10. The Texan, is there anything sexier, right, when the big Texan grabs the ball, 55 metres out, goes boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> seriously, is that guy just He's on fire. At the moment? Pretty much. What has he done? I reckon he just – I reckon he has that photo or that, that comment by Kane Corns about his physique last year. Mm. Up on his wall, and he just looks at that every day. He goes, I'm going to preview. He full forwards are back. Yep, scoring the, is back. The the it has definitely this new systems. These new rules have definitely now suited him as a forward. Oh, because now he's got space to run into, which is what he which is what he is. He's a he's a forward. He's a leading forward. He's not a stand there and, and wrestle forward. Do you know what? This, this is the thing. There were six six scores over a hundred on the weekend. Yep. And there was also a 95 and an 85 game. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're talking scores are being kicked. It's since yep. I love it. You yep. want the big bags. I don't want a Coleman medalist winning with 50 goals. I want 70s and 80s. You know, I want somebody to have a, I want, I want, I can't wait for the next double digit bag. It's the sexiest thing out, mate. Oh, everybody remembers 13, 13. No one yells yep. out, four goals, four, four, four. No one does that. Oh, no. it was sensational. So I had to bring that up, mate, because bloody bags. Love bags. I'm hearing you. The last one we saw was Lance Franklin in 2018. No, sorry, 2008 with 100 goals. Can, can, can I put this in perspective, though? Sure. Josh Bruce kicked 10 for the first time in his career. Plugger did it 22 times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
And as you said, Peps, last year, 2020, Tom Hawkins won the Coleman with 49 goals. And we're already we're already three games in and we've got uh, three players now sitting on 20-something, 23, 22. It doesn't matter, mate. The goals are back. I know. I'm just telling you. Three rounds in and we're already halfway to what they scored last year. All righty. Let's keep going with these upsets because there was a stack of them. Hey, you want to talk about the next one? Uh, Absolutely. Go for it. Um, West Coast Port? Yep, your turn. Sure. Okay. So, look, not probably a huge upset. I suppose the most disappointing thing that uh, came out of it was Port Adelaide just didn't come to play and West Coast absolutely came to play. They were hungrier. They were faster. They wanted the ball more. The ruck was an absolute dominance. The midfield absolutely dominated Port's midfield. And... um, if you want to play your zone defense against a team like West Coast, they are absolutely going to rip you to shreds because Port Adelaide seem to always be five to ten meters off their man playing their zones, and West Coast happily would take that all day to just chip the ball on the 45 angle through your zones and get it into one of their forwards because their forward line's dynamic, um, and Port couldn't get their hands on it. So... West Coast absolutely annihilated. Don't let don't let the scoreboard fool you. It wasn't a thirty-seven point win. It felt more like a seventy to eighty point win. It was an absolute uh, thumping, and I don't think there's going to be many teams this year who go over to the West Coast and win a game over there because they are bloody formidable and they make that ground feel huge. And we just couldn't cover it. You know what though? Um, literally. They were literally 50 points up at three-quarter time and almost took the foot off the gas a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Did you, say, did you say that St Kilda came to play? Me? Yeah. I didn't say that. I think St Kilda yeah, didn't come to play. Nah, I don't think St Kilda came to play. Buzz is saying that St Kilda came to play. I don't know where he heard that. I think we were fairly <laughs> critical of St Kilda. But they were sensational. Like Gaff had 36. Yeah. Kennedy – that Carlton trade for Judd just looks better and better and better every time you see it. You know, he's, he's, he's averaging 3.3. If he goes for that, 3.3 over the course of a season, uh, let's say he plays 20 games, he's looking at 70 plus. Can't argue them more than that. And Peps, we spoke about it on Thursday night on Tipped Out. Yep. Um Ken did exactly what we said they should never do, which was play the three the three tall forwards together, Marshall, Georgiatis, Dixon, and then have uh, Peter Adams rolling through. Dumb. It rained over there. Four tall forwards. Never going to work. Don't do that. And also, don't kick the ball onto on a forward's head. Do not do that because you are going to get intercept mark in the back 50 and Gaff is going to chip it out of the back there or – um, Shannon Hearn or, or, or um, McGovern's going to mark it. Like, just don't do that because that's a terrible strategy against West Coast. Well, they had 74 kicks more than you guys. Yeah, absolutely. They just sliced you apart. Yeah. You had more handballs. So you must have been chasing Taylor and they just must have been sitting back for the overlap. Like watching, two te- like watching two teams play. One team playing in the wet time, one team playing in the dry because it was fumble, 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 and West Coast were sensational. And they applauded you that much. You averaged 54 inside 50s for, per game. You only had 40 on the weekend. And I think we only had three marks inside 50 for the whole game. It, was, it wasn't much. Like, it was they just, crazy. They smashed you in the clear. Like You were down on your clearances. You were down on your stoppage clearances. You were down on contested possessions. 
your uncontested possessions, my you even at your more turnovers, you were just under pressure from day dot and they just yep. fed off it. You Good absolutely thing, fed off it. Good it's thing. The no. loss, it's the loss that we had to have. It absolutely is the loss that you have to have because you need to get smacked around the ears sometimes to get your season going again. All right. Well, you know who's, you know which team has got their season, actually probably their lives going back again. How good are the Crows going at the moment? You would never they, think. I, I never thought I'd say that. They were just, they just did what they had to do again. Yeah. But you know what they did? And I've noticed this about Adelaide. They, they are very much run and gunning at the moment. Their use of handball is what's getting them through. They had 62 more handballs than the Gold Coast on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So they're running for each other, but they're running in – you know the whole a giant tsunami that was, that was mentioned years ago? It's now the, the Adelaide Crow Army going through. Yep. That was just brilliant. The funny thing is, is that they, the Suns were led to clearances. So they were getting their hands on the ball. They just couldn't do anything with it. And you know what? They did go down – by the sniff of an oily rag towards the end of the game. But they they had that game and mm. unfortunately let it slip. Um, you watched no the bounces. Crows. You watched they the didn't crows have any bounces either. Pardon? You watched the Crows load up this week. What do you mean? They got north. Mm, that's going to be 40. <laughs> that's going to be 40. You put that in your multi. Put that in your multi. Uh, gamble responsibly. <laughs> put that in your multi. Jeez, oh. who's going to kick? What's Tex going to kick? Tex oh, kicked, he kicked five plus, wouldn't he? I, well, I said last week he wouldn't play such good form and he just keeps doing it. So I'll say it, I'll say it again. So he kicks another five or six. Uh, I reckon he'll be up for 10. He'll be up for 12. <laughs> Stuff it. He, he's, go, he's, go, he's, going for, he's going for Fred Franning's record. It's oh, as simple as that. Oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. That brilliant. I, um, I've got a, this one wasn't an upset, but I think I was more shocked that they actually did it. The D's versus the Giants. The D's 3-0. If anyone saw my video... Um, the lid is still on Melbourne supporters. For every Melbourne supporter out there, the lid is on. We're three and zero from the first time since two thousand and five. If we go four and zero this week, which against Geelong, I don't know. Once again, I'm, I'm more concerned. I was more concerned about the GWS game. This one, mm-hmm. it's going to be the first time Melbourne have gone four and zero. Get this since nineteen ninety four. Were you even born then? I was born that year. Are you? No, you weren't. Yeah, serious. No, no, shut up, idiot. You're not born 1994. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but they were just sensational. Um, 23, yeah, 23 goals. I think it was 23 to 17 shot, uh, inside 50s, something along those lines. Sorry, yeah. scoring shots 27 to 13 scoring shots. So they doubled the amount of scoring shots that they had. They had yeah. 67 inside 50s. Mm. It'd be just like that's what North copped. Yeah. North yep. would have copped that. Um, you're a chance. The, you're a chance this week. Uh, yeah. Well, we had 45 clearances. We won them by 12. When our average for the year is 35, so they stepped it up. That was one thing. Gorn's getting a lot of ha- getting his hand on the ball a lot, but they weren't yep. able to do anything with it. They were able to do it. I think also take into account they did go down with four injuries. So by the end of the game, they didn't have a bench. That makes it tough in anyone's language. Yep. Your <laughs> midfield's looking good. You have a tracker in there, bullying. Got Oliver oh. in there doing his thing. Um, yeah, you're looking good through there. Right, it's, it, but you know, it's the players that it's the players that they've brought in. So Cozzy mentioned him before, like he's just lighting it up. So there's you know two three goals. He, he's kicked four on the weekend. Mm. Um, you've also got um, 
Jordan Jackson, Jordan Jackson, Jordan, um, Jason Jordan, who's yep. come in. Um, you've also got Luke Jackson's down there. You've got Luke Rivers, de- uh, 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 Trent Rivers down back. Uh, Tom Sparrow through the guts. Mate, they've still got Brandon Wiedemann to come on. Come off. Yep. Um, yep. The lid will not be off, everybody. But if we go 4-0, and it makes the chances of Goodwin staying on a little bit more realistic. Um, but I will say one thing. I saw on the weekend in GWS who their, who their captain should be. Now, I know Cornelio, he's just been getting injured time and time again. I think I saw on the weekend GWS's greatest player ever, Toby Green. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody else who has been as consistent as this bloke. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I reckon there's – I'd love him at my club. He's just a little smart-ass, but that smart-ass that you hate, but if he was on your team, you would absolutely love. He's come out. He was the only one keeping them in the game, him and Taranto, maybe Kelly a little bit. Mm, he kicked okay. five. He kicked the first two of the last quarter to get them within a sniff, and he just tried his guts out. And he does anything. He, he will when he retires. At that particular part, he will be GWS's greatest player. Hmm. So you're saying that Better Phil Davis should hand it over? What the captaincy? Well, sorry. Should sorry be ahead? Sorry, you're saying it should be behind Toby Green. Damn right. Okay. Yep. Phil Davis was the inaugural captain. I get that, but yeah. You, know, you go to watch Toby Green play football. He's a gun. Love him. I'm not against the idea. No, I, left, I love him. Left, I, left I, field, I, but it's not a bad idea. I love it. Studs up. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all righty. Um, one other thing that I have to quickly mention is the Collingwood Brisbane game. We know it was a sensational ending. Yes. But how can a, how can a club win the win the hitouts? Win the hitouts. 63 to four. Yet in the last quarter, possession was spent 43 to 44%. The quarter possession was the same, and the final minutes, the possessions were the same. Like, how can you have that much dominance and not win by so much? Yeah. It, they, Brisbane was in front for three minutes and 22 seconds. <laughs> Yeah. That, that's that's the story of your life, Jamie. Three minutes and twenty two seconds. That is a long time for some people, and it was a long time. For, it wasn't long for Brisbane, but geez, you only have to be in front. They weren't even. They you only have to be in front when you get across the siren. They weren't even in front at the siren. No, is it? Is uh, was the free kicks and that all paid in the last couple of minutes worth it? Was it there, uh, that, mate? It had nothing to do with the free kicks. It had nothing to do with that. If you watch the down hey, the ground, no, no, very you, unhappy. Unhappy Collingwood supporters who blamed it on that. Mate, go and have a look at your own team and the laziness. How they all stood on that side of the ground and let the ball open on the far side and let them run straight down the middle. The fact that it got in Daniel Rich's hands with no one around him. He must have had coronavirus. No one wanted to go near him. And the lace out pass. And then Bailey just goes from Fiddy. Now, Collingwood lost it. Collingwood got lazy. And they weren't thinking, and they lost it. It was an amazing kick, wasn't it? Like, young guy. But if you speak to the club, if you speak to anyone at the club, they'll say he is the best best kick at the club. Yeah. Bar none. And if there was anybody else you wanted to have it in your hands, uh, it would have been him too. So, yeah. 
Um, that's good to see. Uh, Carlton had a great win. They kicked their season off, which was another exciting one to see. I actually thought Fremantle would do something. They didn't. Um, it was good to see Cripps get something. It was great to see Mackay. He's, he's a good one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was taking good marks. Um, the other one I actually like was um, I love I love Batman, Liam Jones. <laughs> How important is he to their structure? <laughs> Super important. Super important. Why was it important, Jamie? What do you mean? Why was it important? Up why is he front? so important? Why is he so important? Up the front. What are you talking about? He's the man. He's the man. He is the man. He's the man. You know what? Just just to let everybody know, if you're not too sure what time the show starts, the show when we broadcast live on Facebook, Australian Eastern Standard Time, is 8 o'clock. Now, someone's just joined the chat asking us, have we spoken about the Swans yet? <laughs> yes, we have spoken about the Swans. We're not talking about the certain individual, as we know, as Lee Mack. He had a little bit of a win on the weekend. He was a smart little punter. Decided to put um, just a, a Glen 20 on the um, – Swans to win over 40 and collected big time. So um, he's actually promised to take Jamie and I to uh, one of the super boxes, the Coca-Cola super box, uh, to celebrate that win and enjoy one of the games coming up into the future. So we're really, really grateful for that, and we'll tell you how that one goes are in we the talk near about, future. Are we going to talk about the AFLW quickly? Yes, we have got the AFLW. Um, but, yeah, so the AFLW, we've got the finals coming up this week. The prelims, let's just have a look at the games this week. We've got the Adelaide Crows uh, and the Ds going to be 2-10 on Saturday mm-hmm. and Brisbane Lions versus Collingwood 14. The quality of the AFLW has been magnificent so far this year. Um, you probably got, you know, up to a number of weeks ago, I don't think the Ds would have made it, but where they are at the moment, um, hopefully they can get it. They're just going to be in front of a massive crowd over there at Adelaide, like, I don't know if they're going to be able to get the, as they would say, get the chocolates. Um, yep. So, and um, I'd just love to see Brisbane beat Collingwood in overtime again. So, I'm, I'm tipping the two interstate teams. When I say interstate, I'm seeing Adelaide and Brisbane to play in the grand final. Um, but, you know what, women's football is the winner. If um, if Barry Hall was here or Dipper was here, they'd say uh, football is the winner, and that's, that's perfectly right for it. So, two prelims, grand final the week after that. We'll have a bit of a chat about it. Um, but, yeah, it's all happening. AFLW finals are not too far away. So strap yourselves in. It'll be on TV. It'll be on KO. It'll be on Foxtel. So you know, support the girls. They're, they're doing an amazing job. Yep. Very good. Right. Um, righty-o. Um, righty-o. Jamie, I have to ask you, listen to question from last week. What have you got for us? We have got a lot of responses, Pep, because whenever you bring out food questions, people go to town on food questions because let's talk about it. I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest. We all eat it. We all love it. We all talk about it. We all cherish it. And uh, where is my question? <laughs> Just going past. Here we go. Got it. Listen to the question. What is your go-to food and drink options when at the footy? Now, we did say on the podcast, but I didn't put it in the question because I thought, you know, our listeners are loyal listening to our podcast, that it also includes food from outside of the venue as well because we are a family show. So, from the top, we've got Craig, <laughs> Craig Wessels, coffee, lots of coffee, uh, David Ainge, shit, I'm not wealthy enough to eat and drink at the footy. <laughs> 
And then someone, and then, and then Ross Garlic said, "Local, fo- uh, local footy, Davo. You can feed yourself and the kids for ten bucks." So that is one hundred percent correct. And a lot of local footy, local Metro footy, kicks off this weekend. So get down, support your local team. I tell you what, grab yourself a beer, grab yourself a pot, go with twenty bucks, and you'll come home full and half cut. That is how good it is. Perfect. Lee Moss has come out and said, pie and sauce for me. For Melbourne supporters, it's lobster for entree, filet mignon for main, and creme brulee for dessert. All topped off with quality French wine and champagne. And then uh, Brett has chimed in and said, Thank you. Lee, Miss, uh, Lee Moss, don't forget the cheese board. And then from there, it's it just kicks off about uh, food. Um, you made eighty percent burners, lost to East Kill, so we're just going all getting in there personal, which I love it. I love it. Ross garlic, hot jam donuts, kinda of disagree on a winter's night. That is freaking delicious. Josh Weymouth, controversial, but I'll I'll know your state of the play here. Pie with two tomato sauces and a mustard. Jeez. What do you think of that one there, Peps? It's a bit different. Oh, that was a bit different. Very yeah. different. I'll allow it, but it's different. I'm not going to the footy with him. Uh, Buzz, he said, beer and pie with sauce. Oh, good of, on you, lots, Buzz. Lots of liars. Amanda uh, Walters, uh, hot chips and a beer. There's something about footy chips, and I can't disagree with that. There's yeah, something cold. about footy chips. Cold and stale. <laughs> but they're so salty. Mm. Um, Donna has come out and said, pie and a beer, and I hate 4 and 20 pies usually, but they taste different at the footy. Once again, that footy. Expensive. They taste expensive. That's right. And the footy just brings in a different taste to the to the food. You know, what, you know what annoys me though with the footy? You have to What's get that? those squeezy packets now. We yeah. used to get the pumper. There's yeah. no more pumpers anymore. COVID oh, pumpers. Oh, COVID. Give me a freaking break, COVID. We haven't got it. There's no no COVID in this state for a month. Okay. Now now we're talking. Now we're now we're started the Alex Jones podcast. Are we? We're just crazy like that guy. No. Ryan Noonan, pie and sauce washed down with beers. What's a beer cost now at the footy? Um, I want to say about nine bucks. Oh, and that's a mid-strength. That's a mid-strength too, yeah. Yeah, bourbon costs uh, you 12. Yeah. For a mid-strength bourbon or is that a proper strength bourbon? Nah, uh, proper strength bourbon straight out of a can. Okay. When I could buy two cans and go to, the, to um, Thirsty Mix and pick up a six-pack. <laughs> John Michael, I like to feast on the taste of victory and drink the salty tears of opposition supporters. I love it. I love it. Oh my god! Uh, and Simon Riley can't afford too much in a sausage roll with the price of food there. Yeah, I know, especially at Marvel. Mm. Yep. So that is that is uh, good. So people love their they love their pies. They love their chips. What about they you? Complain Pepper? about what's your, it. What's your go-to? Uh, oh look, I don't eat. Oh, to be honest, uh, uh, I think my biggest was the six jam donuts for three dollars sixty. You used to get at the footy. Everybody yeah. remembers those days. Six but six donuts, three dollars sixty. Leaving the MCG in disappointment. A, a sugary donut would just fix everything. Yep. Yeah. Um, for me, hard to get, but like he is around sometimes in a little in a little snack stand. Not a bad. Not, I'm, not, I'm not. Not. Um. I'm a bit of a fan of the steak sanger peps. At the footy? Yeah. Are you getting steak sandwiches at the footy? That'd be like, don't get. They're like 15 bucks. Jamie, come on, mate. It, hey, steak sangers are bloody delicious. Yeah, and but not at care. the footy. They're no. I'll eat a steak sanger anywhere. They're pretty oh, good. 
like him, mate, don't you? Okay. Okay, I've got this, this week's po- listener, oh, listener question. question. I hope this is, this is a good one. This is a good one. So we want your, yep, yeah, we want to hear All this right. one. Because we are now global peps, because of, I think we're in our last stream. Oh, yeah, we are. Go- we're in 60, many- 34 countries. 34 countries. Lace Out has been listened in 34 countries. So we are global. So I want to know, listener question this week is what are the biggest sporting rivals in all sport, not just football, but all sport. Now, this can be international sport. It can Absolutely. be local sport. Absolutely. It can be school sport. It could be, it can you be, know. It can, be it can be soccer. It could be netball. It could be badminton. It could be whatever you want. Darts, Quite, tossing. doesn't matter. Water polo. Biggest sporting rivals. You could even... No, I was going to say, can we can we break it down to players as well? Like, oh yeah, yeah, magic, magic, oh magic, and magic versus bird. Yep, Kobe, Kobe versus Shaq. (laughs) Michael versus Jig. Queensland versus New South Wales State of Origin. Pepper versus Peveril. Oh, it just happened all the time. I um, Lee McKenzie versus the jump versus the long jump pit. (laughs) Um, I want you to to. Go out there, get creative, and put it onto our page because you'll get read out next week. Like we read out all of our listener responses to our question. So, yeah. and Jamie loves his listener question. He, he spends, I do. He spends minutes thinking about what the question for every week is going to be. So, biggest, oh best sporting rival across all across all the sports that you can think of, and also we'll go individual rivals as well. Alrighty, well. That means that we are at the end of our episode, a massive episode, our longest episode so far for the year. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, no doubt we have. Jamie and I, we have tonight, we have, mate, we've been in sync tonight. Absolutely mm-hmm. been in sync. I, I reckon I've been Timberlake and you've been Lance Bass. That's how good we've been. Rocky um, start. To, to everybody at the to everybody who's been listening tonight, thank you very much. Like I said, we do this for you guys every single week. Uh, the people that tune in every uh, Tuesday on Facebook to watch us record this live, you know, I absolutely appreciate it. And your questions are, uh, are sensational. Um, once again, everybody across the world who listens to us, leave a message on on our Facebook page. Just look look up Lace Out Podcast on um, Facebook and tell us which country you're from, which city you're from, hey, which suburb you're from. Um, in Jamie's case. Um, which prison you're in. I don't care. Well, we have we people from everywhere. Um, and if you want, like I said, leave an, if you would love for you, we would love for you to leave um, a review on iTunes because, you know, what, people, there's so much to choose from out there. Just tell them how real we are. None of the fluffy stuff. We just talk about football, how it is. Two blokes who love their football and we just share it with you guys. So we argue. have a fantastic week. We'll be back later on in the week to let you know about uh, Tipped Out. We'll be back with our tips. Now, enjoy the tips for how we go through them. Maybe not take the tips on board. That's totally up to yourselves. But, uh, look, J-Dog, you've been absolutely amazing again, so thank you very much. And no uh, Thank you. We're going to finish it off as we normally do. Jamie Wallace of the Lace Out Podcast, how do you want your footy? I want it Lace Out. Have a great week, listeners, and I hope your team wins. See you, listeners. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.